Molly Jo. And I'm Mary Grace. And we are on a mission to find better ways to support our priests and serve our communities. Right. And today we have with us Father Dale. Father, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. My name is Father Dale Tuckerman. I usually go by Father Tuckerman, but that's okay, Mary Grace. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, forgive you. I'm just, Thank you. Uh, since I've known your family since before I was ordained, you know, I usually don't say anything. But anyway, uh, <laughs> now that we've started so awkwardly, I am the pastor of three parishes in the Diocese of Spokane, Mary Queen of Heaven in Sprague, St. Michael in Reardon. Sorry, there are some birds right next to me that are distracting <laughs> me. And Mary, I mean, St. Anne. Uh, parish in Medical Lake, Washington, and uh, I'm pleased to be here. Yeah, thanks. We're so glad to have you. So, Father, we know um, before you were ordained a priest, before you were in seminary, this wasn't what you initially studied to do. You were a professional rock climber. Is that true? That's correct, right? Or I don't know if that's the right term. No, 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 no. I was far from being a professional rock climber. No, I was like an outdoor guide kind of guy. So I, I went to, I got a, a degree in outdoor recreation leadership. Okay. But I did rock climb all the time. That was pretty much my life. But I was never anywhere near good enough to be a professional. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. So that's cool. So how long did you do that for? Um, well, I guess I got that degree in 2005 and then I became Catholic in 2007 and then uh, I worked at uh, an outdoor gear store for a while there when I moved to Spokane, um, which was pretty much 2006. So um, 2005 to 2009 when I entered seminary, I did that, so maybe like four years. Yeah. So then how long have you been ordained? I was ordained in 2014. Yeah, June 27th, which is, it was the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus that year. Oh. Pretty wonderful time to be ordained. And then it's a beautiful time too. Uh, I, you know, I became Catholic through very strong interest in the prayers of the rosary um, in 2007. And then I really entered seminary uh, as a result of doing, um, well, as a result of praying the rosary more and then really decided to stay in seminary and then follow through uh, as a, as much of, uh, came through the consecration, uh, to Jesus through Mary by St. Louis de Montfort or according to St. Louis de Montfort. And so, uh, it's nice that that ordination date is also the, uh, Mary help of Christians. So, or sorry, no, Our Lady of Perpetual Help. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Our Lady of Perpetual <laughs> Help. So is, is that day as well. So that's great. It's a perfect day, June 27th. It's a good day. It's a very good day. So then, Father, just a fun question. We didn't give you this one, but <laughs> I know that you love movies. We've had a lot of conversations with you about the different movies you've seen it was really hard to find one that you hadn't seen but out of all the ones that you like really liked which one do you wish like it was so good do you wish that you had been the one to direct it to like think up how it was done oh well that's that's a very 70 question to ask <laughs> um, i don't know if that relates really 
to me. I'm unprepared. No, um, <laughs> I would say uh, I don't. Um, I don't think there's a single one that I wish that I directed. I, I think too lazy to do everything that's involved in that. <laughs> and uh, I enjoy watching movies, but um, I, I don't think I'd want to be a part of actually putting them on and everything that's involved with that. Uh, okay. It's too much for me. However, I will say that in the last five years, uh, my favorite movie that I have watched, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Thank you yes. very much, Seventy Family. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, of our family favorites. Yeah, and you guys, <laughs> I watched it with you guys first, maybe like six or seven months ago. Yeah. And then, uh, but uh, I would say that's the best movie I've watched in the last five years. I'm very glad sense. to hear that. If I remember that evening correctly, weren't you very sure that you weren't going to enjoy it? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, it, it definitely <laughs> sounded like a terrible, sissy, horrible, <laughs> musical movie. So what was it that <laughs> changed your awesome. mind about it then? Uh, I mean, it was just such a great, it was so awesome. I think from the very first song, you know? <laughs> where Adam is singing that uh, bless your beautiful hide. I mean, as soon as he said, bless your beautiful hide, I just thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> oh, bless yeah. your beautiful hide. <laughs> yeah, it's just so awesome. So awesome. And then the whole content of all of it. And, and then I was, I think I was also surprised because I didn't expect it to be uh, so pro family and also, um, just really respectful of uh, the relationship between men and women in that in no way, shape or form would it be considered uh, a very feminist as in a modern feminist movie. Yeah. And yet um, really the, the protagonist, she brings civilization to those men. Like they are mm -hmm. uh, better people because she comes and basically whips them into shape, which is, you know, I think that's, uh, that's something, it was really beautiful and good. And, and the complementarity between her and Adam and they, you know, they're, they're really, there's a, there's a struggle and it's good. So what is yeah. her name again? Millie? Millie. Millie. Yes, Millie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. So I really like that. Yeah. In some ways, I mean, people see it as they think it's going to be a very anti-women movie because of how it starts but it actually just shows like how nurturing and encouraging women can be and it's actually it's got a good message in the end it does and you know and it's great because the family has seven boys and uh you know <laughs> it encourages family and having lots of children which is really good and uh and i also like it because it's not specifically feminist because i think there's a lot of toxicity around um feminism today because it it a lot of feminism today destroys the, the biblical understanding and that god has revealed to us of the relationship between men and women but i don't think that that movie did it at all i think it encouraged it in a very healthy and natural way that just draws the heart because it's true it's good yeah it's a very it's a very good demonstration of the way that men and women need to work together as a team and how as you said they're so complementary and it's that complementariness that allows them to build each other up and help each other grow. And that's where Adam and Millie are both able to like become better people and to grow and, and through that complementariness.
I need to stop saying that I agree. Word. I agree. With all of the, you know, with all of the bumps and difficulties and warts and right. all that. Yeah. Yeah. So father, down to, down to the, to the deep topics. Um, so as a priest um, that's been ordained for several years, you get involved in various different forms of ministry throughout your parish. Do you have like a favorite uh, ministry that you've been involved in? Or maybe if you're not allowed to pick favorites, one that you're especially passionate about doing? I think we're totally allowed to pick favorites. I mean, I think that's... <laughs> Great. Uh, but I, I do think, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, sometimes I wonder, you know, how, how great of a diocesan priest I am. But I um, no, for sure, you know, uh, I would say it's... <laughs> My favorite form of ministry probably is hearing confessions, um, and, and it's followed uh, quickly by saying the Holy Mass. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that um, maybe, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not as um, sort of like mission apostle oriented as a lot of other priests are. I think for me, I, I, entered the priesthood and I, I went to seminary and I, uh, you know, got excited about the priesthood and my discernment. And a lot of that had to do with the desire to be close to Jesus. Um, and the response of him asking me to be his intimate friend um, through the diaconate uh, and then through the priesthood. So for me, those times of great intimacy with the Lord are the things that I appreciate the most. And maybe it sounds selfish because it has less to do with the people that are receiving. Uh, and certainly when I say the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, it's for the salvation of the whole world. But for me, the thing that draws me is that physical as well as spiritual closeness to our Lord Jesus Christ, even though uh, sometimes I say mass and it's not all that pleasant of an experience. Um, and by that, I mean, like, I'm not in a great emotional place, uh, but it's always moving to me um, in the reality of the closeness of Christ that I hold him in my hands and that he actually, you know, come, becomes present while I'm holding uh, the, the bread in my hand. And then it changes. It's no longer bread, but it's Christ. And, and he commits himself for me holding him who is, you know, so beyond value <laughs> to try and put value on him is to, to lower it. So, um, and then also just the, the act of mercy, um, the sacramental grace that comes through confession is always astounding to me. So um, I'm pretty unaffected by the things that people say. I've pretty much heard everything. Um, I've been to some, pretty crazy assignments where I've heard confessions quite a bit. Um, I mean, in my last assignment, it was common to spend 20 hours a week in the confessional, just busy the whole time, uh, mostly in Spanish. But, uh, but also there was a beauty of that in that in, in where we were, um, there were a lot of people that were not highly educated living in the world. And so all walks of life, all sins, everything came in. But um, that has never bothered me that much, uh, because I'm like, well, they're not really giving it to me. It's not something I need to do. I don't need, I'm not here to fix anyone, but rather to sort of witness God's mercy touching people deeply. So that, that has always been, um, 
that's been really great. Actually, in some ways, this assignment that I have now is the best assignment I've ever had. It's awesome. I love it so much. But actually, that, that is one thing that is a little bit difficult about it is that so few people actually come to confession, um, which is sad. I, I preached about it a lot when I first got there, and, and it increased the number that was coming. So we have more than have come in a long, long time, but so few come. So, and, uh, and that's, that's actually kind of like a sadness because it's just so beautiful and wonderful uh, when the Lord touches a soul uh, with his mercy so directly in the sacrament of, uh, of confession. So that, that's it. I'm going to go ahead and say like those two kind of. So when you were like, when you were in the seminary and like as you were digging, is that what you thought you would be more focused on or did it, has it like changed as you went through school and everything? No, I, I do think that when I was in seminary, I had, um, I mean, I, I got a lot out of, especially when I was ordained a deacon. So I was ordained a deacon in uh, October of 2013. And, you know, especially as a transitional deacon, I, I was very busy with my apostolate with a, a college group. Um, and it was a really great group the Bernardi campus of St. Thomas uh, University from St. Paul, Minneapolis in Rome, which was great. And it was definitely the most demanding of all the ministries that were at the seminary. Uh, we spent a lot of time with them. But really, uh, the thing that I got the most out of was actually praying the breviary. So, you know, priests are required and, and deacons as well. We take a vow to pray and to pray at least five times a day, but as many as seven, the quote, you know, so-called hours of the breviary, which includes um, some readings of um, scripture and the Holy Fathers, and then, but generally, mostly the praying of the Psalms, intercessory prayer for the church. And this is how the church lives out the command of St. Paul to pray continuously. And so we actually have a we have a promise that we make to the bishop, and under pain of mortal sin. So if I don't pray my breviary every day, I fall into mortal sin. So as a priest, it's interesting. I was scared about becoming a deacon because I was like, "Whoa, it becomes very easily mortal sin <laughs> to fall into mortal wow. sin." And I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. So, um, and if you die in mortal sin, of course you go to hell. So um, that was horrible. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. But uh, I got a lot of, a lot out of that as a deacon, because you take that promise, that is the main thing that you do is pray the breviary for the world. And that actually, even though I was very involved with very active ministry, um, at least 20, 25 hours a week, uh, that was great. But I got so much more out of the breviary. And actually, we prayed the breviary with the kids. So it kind of overlapped. And um so I would say beforehand, it was that. And that still continues to be one of the most important parts uh, of my ministry. It's certainly the one that never changes every day um, and that I, I get a lot out of. Because like I said, I mean, I'm a little on the selfish side when it comes to priests, but like I appreciate the things they get me closer to Jesus. <laughs> I mean, so, even um, then though, like having the example that, you then set by putting your personal relationship with God first, 
can then help the people in your congregation because you set that example for them. So that's still, I mean, it's still a positive in many ways. No, you know, you're right. And, and St. Pius X wrote this beautiful document, uh, uh, an encyclical called Heran Animo, um, sometime around 1911 or whatever. But he said in that, that the, the greatest apostolic work that any priest does is growth and holiness. So I do think that, uh, yeah, you're right, Mary Grace. I mean, I do think that that is actually most effective as well, but it doesn't feel as much that way because you're less active. It's more uh, going after Christ uh, and living with him and doing that. And so uh, he does the work <laughs> and I do less of the work, which is good because, you know, I'm not like I am far from being uh, a very capable priest. And so uh, I take solace in that. <laughs> <laughs> is there what is a good place because anyone can pray the office of hours and like it's encouraged for lay people to pray that because priests and religious are constantly praying it so where is a good place that people can find that so that they can do that themselves oh i'm sure you already know the answer to that but that's really great that you would have me answer but the <laughs> uh, uh you know there you know there are two that i would recommend um, and you guys can cringe when I say the second one because I forced you guys to do it once and it was, you know, <laughs> difficult. But, uh, the first one would be ibreviary. So I-B-R-E-V-I-A-R-Y dot com, I think. And um, there you can go to tools and pray online and, and it has the entire liturgy hour. So you could pray um, the breviary, which is what priests and many religious pray every day in... Um, the current than what we call the ordinary form, right? Mm -hmm. So you can get okay. it in all sorts of different languages. The official language is Latin, of course, uh, but um, there are approved languages. And so most people, most priests, most religious in the United States do it in English, of course. And, and uh, although many do it in Spanish, of course, uh, some do it in Latin, right? Father Rory Pitstick, whenever he comes visits me, which is about, about once a week so that he can do his ministry on the base that's in my boundaries. Whenever we pray, he always prays it in Latin. So uh, I usually uh, join him in praying it in Latin. And uh, he does it because he's a scripture scholar and he likes, he does all these little things in order to keep his language and stuff. Like I was in his car the other day and he has like all the, you know, computer readouts in front of the steering wheel and on the radio they're all in italian so that's like how he oh, wow. yeah so and i'm sure he does something with aramaic and greek and uh, i think he only reads the new testament in greek and anyway regardless oh, wow. that's father pitstick and um <laughs> so i'll pray with him in latin but mm -hmm. but then um so you can get in all these different languages there on that mm -hmm. hybrid but I also, I get a lot out of praying what's called the Extraordinary Form Breviary, which is the, the old breviary. So it's, it's the 1960 breviary, so it's before the council. And uh, in order for me to fulfill my obligation of promise, I have to do it in Latin, that one in Latin, if I do it, because it was only allowed in Latin. And through the papal bull that um, Pope Emeritus, Pope Benedict, or Pope Emeritus Benedict, excuse me, uh, the 16th, uh, put out called uh, Samorum Pontificum. It allows me to fulfill my obligation by doing the extraordinary form one, um, okay. which I, I don't think I can pick and choose. I think I have to do a whole 24 hour period if I'm going to do it. And that one's pretty intense. And that one you can find by going to divinium officium.com. 
and I'll let you try and figure out how to spell that. Uh, <laughs> now, um, I know the Ibreviary one is an app that you can get on your phone. Is the second one also an app that you can download on your phone? Because I know for me, no, it's the, nice the, you the just have it on your phone. second one's not an app. You can, okay. you can probably get it somewhere um, for an, as an app, but I don't have that. And, and I know uh, it's just a website. Yeah. Okay. But the That's Ibreviary, you're right, is an app too. Yeah, so I know, reject that app because my phone is cheap and so it crashes all the time. <laughs> okay, good to know. Because I know I always, I go, you know, I'm going to go pray in the church and I sit down and I'm like, I didn't bring any sort of like prayer book or anything. So it's nice that I can just pull it up on my phone. And if technically you're not supposed yeah, to Yeah, and it's got phones, a lot of other but... prayers and everything in there too. And for priests, it's very handy because it has like the anointing of the sick and things like that. So that if wow. they don't have their books, they can be like, oh yeah, I breathe, boop, boop, boop. It doesn't make that noise, but it should. <laughs> yeah, it would total. It would definitely add to prayer life if it made that noise. So, Father, um, you mentioned you have a very strong devotion to Mary, Our Lady. How does that devotion come into play as you're doing ministry? As you're, you know, maybe specifically through confession and the Mass, as you mentioned those before, but maybe in other forms of ministry as well. Uh, well, I certainly commit most everything to Our Lady, uh, and I think that's very important, you know, um, and I try and, uh, one of the reasons I do that is because I did commit myself to Jesus through Mary, to do all things through Mary, with Mary, in Mary, for Mary. Um, however, also, in order to fulfill, you know, her request at Fatima, um, I just watched that new Fatima film. I can't recommend it enough. It's good. Of course, there are some things that are missing or things that they changed that I'm like, why do they have to do that? But, you know, whatever. Uh, you can never have it exactly as it was. And, um, but, uh, yeah, to fulfill her request of Fatima, which is important. So, you know, one of the things I do is, is I really encourage the rosary. So, actually, for all of our sacramental prep, as well as all of our classes for kids, we have them pray the rosary. And, like, the first year they learn how to pray the rosary, they spend a lot of time learning how to pray the rosary. So um, I'm pretty convinced that uh, the rosary, well, Our Lady did tell St. Dominic that she would uh, save the world through the scapular and the rosary. Um, <laughs> the God was going to save the world through her, for the scapular and the rosary. <laughs> but, but um, you know, a lot of catechesis, catechesis is pretty poor today. Um, but I think a lot of that, you know, Bishop Robert Barron thinks that it's because it hasn't been done right um, but I, I really think that actually um, it's because we don't engage the theological virtue of faith enough. And so uh, one of the things about just teaching prayer and teaching people to pray the rosary is not only do they get all the highlights of the uh, our Lord's life through the mysteries of the rosary, uh, but also they're engaging faith as well as hope and charity explicitly um, if you do those prayers for the preparation prayers for the rosary, but also through the creed. And then of course, uh, simply through the meaning of the words of the Our Father, the Hail Mary, um, the Fatima prayer, uh, which pretty much everybody in the United States does after each decade. Um, but even entering into the decades uh, and the mysteries of the rosary. So, I mean, that's certainly one big way that that happens. Um, and, and I think that's really important. Other ways? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I do try and encourage the consecration to Jesus through Mary, and uh, I've taken my parishes through that before, um, 
mostly using Father Gately's 33 Days to Morning Glory, um, which I'm, <laughs> I'm actually more partial to the St. Louis de Montfort method uh, because it helps people to know what to do to be pious, <laughs> whereas Father Gately's is kind of a lot more intellectual, and we just have a lot of intellectual things. Um, I think we need to focus less on the intellectual. I'm all for the intellectual. I don't think we should remove it, but sometimes we do too much of the intellectual. We don't do enough of the heart. And as um, people usually don't blame St. Thomas for saying something like this, but St. Thomas says perfection comes through the will, comes through the heart and, and connection to God is through uh, ultimately that by which we obtain God is purity, which is the act of the will to love and so I do think we need to engage more uh, the heart. And Our Lady helps us a lot with that. I mean, that's kind of what mothers do, right? Uh, dads are very intellectual more and encourage that and um, have goals and help their kids to meet those goals of the future. It's all, uh, you know, not always, but generally, of course. And then mothers are a lot more like, what is the motions of the heart in this moment? And so Our Lady is very good at that. And I think that's, that's really where we're in, in most need uh, in these days. So it's actually it's actually like oh, what we were talking about with the movie. She really <laughs> emphasizes like Mary is the nurturer. She helps us be stronger emotionally, but more faithful and more devout. She can help us so much with that because that is a strength that women have oftentimes more than most men do. No, it's true, you know, and, and I think that's why we see that the churches are pretty, pretty empty these days. Um, uh, but the, the people that tend to be there are women. And, you know, that's not just common to today, of course, even at the cross. That's what we see. <laughs> St. John was there yeah. because Mary was holding on to him and pretty much everybody else uh, were women there at the foot of the cross. So absolutely. I, I agree with you. Yeah, Mary, Grace. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Father. This was thank great. You. We really appreciate it. Father, before we go, do you think you could close us in a blessing? I can. And, or a um, prayer since it's virtual. Blessing. Yeah, yeah. No, well, absolutely. No, I'm going to give you a blessing. So uh, my understanding, though, uh, is that, uh, as long as it's relatively live, you know, I can extend my blessing at least the holy father does it so i like to think that my priestly blessing <laughs> unfortunately that means anybody that's watching this won't receive the blessing but certainly you should pray with us in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen come holy spirit fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love send forth thy spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth let us pray God, who did enlighten the hearts of the faithful by the light of thy Holy Spirit, grant that through the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mary, spouse of the Holy Spirit, pray for us. And through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, cause of our joy, Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse, all the holy angels and saints, especially your guardian angels and your patrons. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Father. We really appreciate it. All right. Bye. Thanks, Mary Grace. Thanks, Molly Joe. God bless you. Bye-bye.